Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shearer, and my guest is Will Davis, VP of Marketing at Workato. Will, it's great to have you on. Thanks, Jeremy. I'm uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting. We are a full-service B2B podcasting agency, and we help brands use podcasting as a fun and efficient way to have authentic, non-salesy conversations with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. You can learn more at tribknowledge.com. Okay, Will, so tell us a little bit about your background in marketing and about Workado. Sure. Um, so I've been in uh, marketing, product marketing, various uh, various elements of marketing for the past uh, probably 12 plus years. Um, you know, I had a pretty deep background in various layers of the data and analytics market, whether it was from data infrastructure at a company called Greenplum that got acquired by EMC that then got spun out into a public company called Pivotal. Um, I also worked at a company that was in between sort of um, data infrastructure or databases and the end analysis a company got called Trifacta, which recently got acquired by Alteryx. And then uh, prior to that, I worked at um, two different companies that were in sort of the visualization analytics market, one called Clear Story Data, which also got acquired by uh, Alteryx. So I have two Alteryx mm. acquisitions <laughs> under my belt. And then um, uh, another company called Good Data. Um, and so I uh, had a lot of experience with pretty uh, deep technical products, um, being able to develop good market strategies around them um, and on marketing around them. And now at a company called Workato, which brings a little bit of the data background um, to play, but we're more focused on, you know, process and experience automation, leveraging data. So it's a nice, nice way to, to leverage my background, but also apply it to something new. Okay. Now it sounds, it sounds like Alteryx, like part of their strategy was to look for companies where you worked and then buy those companies. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish that was the case. I wish I was that significant in their M&A strategy. But I, mean, I think it's just a likely coincidence. I, I actually didn't realize it till recently that both the companies have gotten acquired by Alteryx. I just had a little <laughs> chuckle to myself around yeah. that. All right. So now when we spoke earlier, you described your marketing strategy as going small to go deep. So what does that mean? Yeah. So going into this year, um, we really wanted to focus our efforts around things that we know we did very well as a company um, and from a go-to-market from a go-to-market team perspective. So everything from marketing to sales to customer success and support. And so the, the beauty of Workato um, um, is, is that you can apply it to anything, right? We're an automation platform. You can integrate data and systems and also build really complex processes or, or experiences off of that. And so the, the limits of what you can do with Workato are essentially your imagination in terms of what you can apply the, the product to. And that every, you know, it's funny, every time you talk to someone, like their strengths are also probably their weaknesses. And in mm -hmm. a sense, the, that as a strength of Workados can also be a weakness in terms of we can do everything. So what do we actually focus on and develop from a content or kind of market perspective? And so um, as we were moving into this year, uh, the, the marketing leadership team, um, my boss, the CMO, Baskar Roy, um, he, he talked to a number of people in the industry. And one of the people we talked to was um, someone who is named Dan Rogers. He's currently the president at Rubrik. Um, and before, prior to that was CMO of, of ServiceNow and had really um, 
done an amazing job of scaling ServiceNow from a market cap of I think around you know 10, 10 billion to over a hundred billion in in the course of his time there. And and the thing that he focused on was really around this concept of go-to-market plays, which is there's no concept of generic marketing. You actually take a few common problems you solve for your customers and you go extremely deep on them in terms of what are their challenges, who are the different personas, what's the target market. You, you essentially take the things that you're best at as a product and go-to-market team and just double down all of your effort around that and then develop these go-to-market pods that focus on that essentially go-to-market channel for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a it's a pod of, of people that crosses over from, from product marketing to demand gen to content to enablement to sales to CSM to all those things. And that's essentially cross-functional leadership group that thinks about that play as essentially their, their performance, right? So everything from awareness you generate, pipeline you generate, the sales you generate from that play, you have this cross-functional team that is working to make that as successful as possible and, and almost maniacally focused on just that. And I think that takes that takes you from this world of we have a horizontal platform. There's a lot of features and product that we can talk about to taking something that that is very specific, a very specific problem that you solve for for a broad audience that you do extremely extremely well, and just having the you know best people across different teams double down and focus on that. And and when Dan was telling us about his experience of service now and, and deploying this strategy, he essentially. <laughs> would drive investment from a marketing perspective in terms of what teams were doing the best. So he had multiple plays, right, across these different problems you were solving with, with teams that were driving these plays. And he would look at the performance and then essentially say, oh, this team is performing well, I'm gonna increase my investment or increase the funding for that team based on how well they're performing. And as you're a scaling business and you're looking for every competitive edge, every level of efficiency, um, it's interesting to think about that in terms of um, not only developing like healthy competition um, across teams, but also driving investment in terms of what's actually performing best um, and having a very easy and, and, and you know sense to actually track that and, and drive mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I think maybe like one concern some people would have with that approach is like, well, we're, we're missing other opportunities. You know, if we're just kind of narrowing in and focusing here, what about? What about this? What about that? We're le- are we not leaving those opportunities on the table? Like, how would you respond to that concern? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. So there's there's two ways that we have addressed that. I think there's one which with with each of the so we have at Workado three distinct segments of our business. Each of those segments has a core set of plays that are based on historical data. And then within each of those segments, we also invest in sort of one play that we call flyer play or experimental play, where it's something we see in the market or something we've seen early signs and data that we want to invest in it as if it's a play in its own right to see if it will stick. And so that's one way we'll take something that maybe hasn't, maybe hasn't been proved out historically or proved out in the data, but we, we see a market opportunity for ourselves there and we, and we align to a play to sort of see if that will stick. So that's one thing. And then, you know, any marketer, you always have overhead in term, or, or you create some level of space in both how you allot for your time and how you define goals to do things that come up. Um, you know, whether it's rapid response and PR or or different things that you just need to to take on as they come about. 
And so with that, we do create some space that if there are things that we see, you know, generating from the market or from the field or something that's happened that we want to invest in as almost a mini play, we'll, we'll still invest there. But but making sure that like the, the broader organization knows that there are core things that we're focused on and, and, and getting everyone aligned on that. And, and, and both from like how we generate awareness to like how we our field is enabled on those plays to be experts in them. It is really helpful and, and also changes the conversation from a product oriented one to, to one that's solving a customer's problem. And I think there's mm-hmm. been a lot of value to that. Okay. That's cool. So it's not like you're not ignoring other opportunities. You're experimenting with them and trying to yeah. get some data. Is it worth pursuing this or not? Exactly. Makes, makes total sense. Okay. So what's an example of what going small to go deep looks like in practice? Sure. So, um, you know, as I mentioned before, Workado is a automation platform that what there's a lot of everyone does automation now, but what we are really good at is if there are processes that cross over multiple applications or systems and multiple people that are somewhat standard that happen all the time in your organization, and you can, you know, create an automation to make that process be much more efficient, much more scalable, much more accurate over time, then you also can sort of tune it over time as things change and as you want to make that more efficient. So that's a, a really high level example of what we do and what we're really good at. Um, for companies, what that looks like, it could be anything from, you know, some process in finance to a process in marketing. But an example that I think would resonate for everyone is, is about how you onboard employees. So um, if you look at whether you're a small startup or whether you're a you know, large multinational organization, Every time you hire someone, they need to get access to systems, they need to get equipment, they need to get, you know, the right level of access controls across the organization. You might need to mail them different swag or things like that. There's all these steps that need to happen um, for a person to sort of be onboarded effectively. And that is a pretty standard process. Yes, you might apply different types of systems and different types of onboarding, depending upon their role, their level, what functional department they're in but you have to do it every time someone joins. And so the way um, we looked at one of the plays was that, and because we're really good at that, and a lot of our customers use Workado for automating the employee onboarding process, is we just talked to a ton of different customers that are using us um, for that and really got into what are their pains, what are their roles, you know, what, why they buy Workado, um, and, and, and really got, into the weeds of, of, of their motivations, their pains, everything that they thought about and, and all the benefits that we've applied to them and use that to develop all of the core product marketing materials in terms of like, here's our target market, here are our target personas, here are the pains that they're solving, here are other solutions they may be using already that aren't working for them or other solutions they may be using that we can connect into. So it just gets you the depth that you need to, to get to, to be effective to then just like, really drive a truck through that from a go-to-market perspective and do that effectively. And then it also gives your sales teams, as you do that knowledge, it, it arms them with the material that they can go have a conversation with someone in a way that, that gives them confidence that we actually understand their pain and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a, a prime example yeah. of that. And we've done that, you know, across segments and across these different plays I mentioned before. Okay. Great example. Thanks for that. Now to switch gears a little bit, um, Another very cool thing that you guys are doing is you are planning a podcast. Yeah. Which which makes me very happy because I just love to see companies doing podcasts. So tell us a little bit about it. What's the concept and 
and why add a podcast to your marketing lineup? What's it going to add? Yeah. So it's still very much in the um, discovery phase in terms of how we're going to apply it. So I'll leave that there. But um, sure. we're, we're fortunate enough to have a lot of different, um, have exposure to a lot of different leaders, both in the technology space and then in other areas of business or, or sports entertainment. So we have advisors at Workado that are actually general managers of sports teams, right? We got mm. connected to them and, and, and there's a lot of concepts that we can, that we can bring this, this podcast um, out when it comes to organizational leadership. How do you deal with change? How do you deal with um, being resilient in the face of challenges and things of that nature? So there will be an element of it, which is going to be focused on sort of, you know, these automation leaders that are taking operational processes, taking experiences and applying automation to them in a unique way. But I think there's also going to be a focus of it where it's how do we talk to you know leaders across different you know businesses or industries and how do they how do they approach leadership how do they approach resilience how do they approach the things that you need to be effective as an organization around like adapting and and, and growing as as teams and and our CEO is really passionate about those elements of leadership and I think he's going to blend those two pretty well in the podcast. Okay. Very cool. Well, well, best of luck with, with that. We look yeah. forward to checking it out. Um, okay, a few quick questions here at the end. Sure. What's been your main focus so far in Q1? Well, um, Q1 was the big focus of getting these, uh, these plays launched. We just had our sales kickoff this week, and our team has been really cranking on not only defining the plays, doing the research to, to define them, but also all the material that we can provide to other members of our marketing teams, to our enablement teams, to our sales teams to go then operationalize those. That's been a huge focus of ours um, so far in Q1. And Q1 for us just started in February. So we're, we're just mm, uh, in okay. the beginning of, of Q1 for ourselves. But then I think that the higher level goals that we have um, for the year are around um, awareness. So we have this internal um, internal phrase that we call paint the world teal, our, our brand colors are teal. Mm -hmm. And so um, we look to for, for creative and unique opportunities to generate awareness for Workado. And so one of the ways that we did that, which, you know, I, I can't imagine a better way to do that was we announced uh, customer awards um, actually this week. We called them the Unstoppable Awards and recognized 12 customers that have done just amazing work with Workado and automation across their organizations and did, made a big splash um, with them, we actually had all the award winners um, get highlighted on the NASDAQ tower in New York City. And some of them oh, cool. flew across the country to go take a selfie with them on the NASDAQ tower, which was pretty amazing. Um, so that's so generally awareness is a huge one for us. And, and our team in product marketing, we mostly focus on that through, um, th through our customers. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second one, the big focus to us for the year is going to be on these plays and driving pipeline and demand through the plays. So as I mentioned before, the, the plays aren't just... Um, aren't just a product marketing function. It's actually a go-to-market function and pipelines going to be the major measurement for those. And that will drive the investment as I talked about earlier. And the third one that we're really focused on is, is um, category definition. So I'm sure as you talk to a lot of marketers, um, category is just a huge concept and we mm -hmm. are not um, unique in that role. Well, in that, in that way we are trying to develop this new category of, of our approach to automation that's very different from others that we refer to as enterprise automation and, and doing a lot of thought leadership and content and also 
highlighting how our product um, is, is unique in that respect and how it is, you know, aligned to this new ca emerging category of enterprise automation that not only we are in, but a lot of other vendors are, are joining as well. Okay. All right. You guys got a lot going on. Yeah. Very good. So um, what are the top three KPIs that your boss monitors most closely? Um, yeah. Uh, so KPIs pipeline is number one. As, as a marketer, I mean, I think that's the one thing that we focus on a ton. Um, we are getting a little bit more sophisticated with attribution um, from uh, not only pipeline created, but attribution in terms of close revenue. Uh, so that's something that we are investing a lot of time and, and, and energy into. Um, and then awareness metrics. So whether that's um, share of voice, whether that's website traffic, SEO, um, social media following and engagement, those are, we all have like, you know, really narrowed in metrics around that. And then um, one of the things that my team focus on, I think in product marketing, we're really, I think about product marketing and someone told me this a long time ago is that you're gonna make every function of your go-to-market engine work more effectively or more efficiently. So how you generate awareness to how you generate pipeline to how effectively that pipeline moves through your funnel to then how you're able to upsell and cross-sell customers. And so as part of that, we look at, um, you know, the, the pipeline um, close rates, we look at cycle times, we also look at when new reps join, what's the ramp time it takes for a new rep, what is the success mm -hmm. rate of reps, um, and things of that nature. And then we also look at upsell rates, how we can apply some of the plays that we're doing to upsell motions and things of that nature. So there's a lot of different metrics that we look at. But I, I try to chop it down into what's the marketing funnel? And are we actually providing incremental value in each of them? to improve that and make them more efficient. Okay, excellent. And finally, and I think you already addressed this partly, but what, what do you, you and your team hope to accomplish throughout the course of this year? Um, yeah, it's those three things. We want to pay mm -hmm. the world teal. We want to drive these kind of market plays. And, and I think the one thing I didn't touch on is talking about business impact for them. I think, um, you know, it's, it's great if you solve an onboarding, employee onboarding problem for a customer, but then how do you then document how that's actually impacted their business from speed, mm -hmm. from efficiency, from error rates, from, you know, all these different things that document that and then promote that. So that's one thing we, we, we are, you know, actively trying to beef up both our references and also how we promote that as part of our other, other overall marketing and then category. Uh, we, we really need to focus on developing this category across our team. Okay, excellent. Well, great luck with all of that. And, uh, well, thanks so much for your time and for a great discussion. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate it.